Thousands of migrants have made their way into Illinois over the last year, and the state is struggling to help them resettle and pay for the services they need. This is Capital Cast from Capital News Illinois. I'm Jennifer Fuller. CNI's Andrew Adams has been following the migrant story for several months. This week, he reported on new developments both at the so-called landing site in the city of Chicago and at the Capitol in Springfield, where lawmakers are already expecting the crisis to be a big issue this spring. We started our conversation taking a look at the numbers, particularly when it comes to actual people coming to Illinois. Uh, Roughly 34,000. That's the number of migrants that have been bust or flown from Texas to Illinois under a program at the direction of uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott. And that is uh, not a record-breaking amount of people, and it's in coordination or at the same time as a general rise in the number of people crossing the southern border and entering the United States uh, you know, across the board. So not just through this program of 34,000 people, but there are also a, a somewhat unknowable number of uh, additional people who took a Greyhound or came and are staying with friends or family in addition to that number. But that, that, that's a number that people have been really focused on because generally, and for that 34,000 in particular, these folks are showing up with very little to their name, very little money, very little possession, very few possessions. Um, and they need help. They need shelter, which is a new development within immigration. Another important number comes down to money. And while the exact amount is still growing and a bit unclear, more than $600 million has been spent or allocated to help provide shelter, processing services, legal help, and more for the migrants at sites in Chicago, its suburbs, and downstate Urbana. Describing this vast number of people, Adams says, is not easy. And that makes it hard not just to tell their story, but also to illustrate what help is needed and how it'll be paid for. So there are people in a variety of situations. Um, And I'll also note that, you know, this has been going on for so long that uh, people who were coming in in the early waves of this back in the summer and fall of uh, 2022, uh, even if they had intended to seek asylum at that time, there are some people who have not sought asylum and have been here long enough that they no longer can. Uh, so it's a very mixed bag of people. And, and I think part of what all of this funding is going towards are a lot of legal clinics, because the only way to you know help this group of people is by helping them on an individual level, since it is such a case-by-case situation. This perhaps reached a crisis level before winter in Illinois. But people are talking a lot about the crisis level now because of the cold. Governor Pritzker had this to say uh, early on. It was right before that really brutally cold snap last week. Let's take a listen to what the governor had to say. Now, nobody thinks this is a good idea, especially in December, January, and February in Chicago, uh, to take them out of an environment in which um, the weather is much warmer and put them in a freezing cold uh, environment. That comment was made because at that point, people knew that it was going to be dangerously cold, not just for migrants, for everyone. And he was imploring Governor Abbott in Texas not to send more people at this time, because he knew that there would be 
significant problems in finding safe places for these people to stay. Governor Abbott said that he wouldn't stop sending people, but as I understand it, no new buses showed up in the days immediately following, correct? Yes, uh, that's the that's my understanding of the situation. The, the city of Chicago has told me that they're not aware of any buses that came during this past weekend when it was bitterly cold, you know, negative 10, negative 20 wind chills overnight. Uh, and that's, I'm, I'm sure plenty of people sighed uh, a breath of relief uh, at that because prior to that cold snap, there were folks uh, sleeping on CTA buses at the city's landing zone. There were folks sleeping on uh, tents with small heaters to stay warm. So to go through that weather in those conditions would have been fairly dangerous. You mentioned the landing site. Uh, the state of Illinois is partnering with the city of Chicago to provide a place for people to come in to be processed so that the state and the city know who's here, what whether they're seeking asylum, whether they're trying to immigrate to this country. So what is the next step here? Before we get into this vast amount of money, but what is coming next from the state or from the city? The kind of next steps for the state are uh, finishing building out what they're calling an intake center at the city's at the Chicago's landing zone. Um, now, some of these services are already happening at the landing zone, and some of them from you know state contractors uh, to do triage, to connect people with the right nonprofits, to see if they need any legal help. But a more fleshed out, built out uh, center with a bit more staffing. Uh, is coming, I am told, by the end of the month. That will perhaps make the process more efficient for people coming in and for people trying to work the, the process for those migrants. But there's still a call from not just Illinois, but from other states who are seeing this influx of people from the southern border to the federal government saying, we need help, we need money, we need someone at the federal level coordinating this. What has the message been from Washington back to uh, Chicago or Springfield? I First, I just wanna say that that is absolutely correct. Um, essentially, every person I've spoken to about this subject has told me that there's just not coordination from the federal government and that a proper response to this situation needs a response from the federal government. Um, Pritzker himself has said for months now that his number one ask is that President Biden puts a person or a office in charge, that they can take point, that they can uh, coordinate between the states, because currently none of that is happening. And that's thematic of, of much of the response from the federal government is there's not a lot happening. Now, there are some things. The Biden administration has eased certain work authorization programs and expanded them to make it either easier or faster for people entering the country with various levels of documentation and various levels of paperwork to be able to have work authorization. Um, and that comes through a couple different programs, including a temporary protected status, which provides people the ability to work or a program called parole, not not in the legal sense uh, where you just get out of jail, but a separate uh, idea where 
migrants are essentially given some amount of forgiveness for entering the country illegally so that they can have work authorization so that they can start to build a life, start to support themselves while they're in the country. So that is clearly something that is kind of a next step that we're going to keep an eye on. For you, in watching what's happening at the Capitol, as well as what's happening, you're based in our Chicago Bureau, so you're watching a lot of what's happening on the ground there. What are you watching for next? What are the next steps here? The thing I'm most interested in seeing uh, in terms of next steps, what's going to change is going to come from Springfield. Part of that is because D.C. seems absolutely deadlocked on immigration. I mean, Congress is trying to uh, impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, which seems like it does not bode well for some kind of coordinated response coming from uh, the federal government. But this week, House Speaker uh, Chris Welch announced he's creating a uh, what he's calling a working group of lawmakers who are going to be dedicated to trying to figure out what to do either through legislation or through budgeting to address the influx of migrants. And I think that's interesting for a few reasons. Number one is that uh, Speaker Welch has used these working groups in the past to advance advance legislation and advance the conversation on hot button topics, including uh, abortion rights, for example. So, you know, this model has a history of turning out impactful legislation. And second, because of one of the people in that working group, Representative Jahan Gordon Booth, the Democrat from Peoria. And that's interesting because uh, Representative Gordon Booth is the House's chief budget negotiator. So she's on a very short list of people who knows the state budget better than basically anyone. If the state is going to be spending significant money on the migrant situation, Representative Gordon Booth will have outsized influence on where that money is spent and how much of it is spent. Big questions ahead for lawmakers and for many others. And I know that you'll be asking those questions. Andrew Adams, thank you so much for your time. Of course, thank you for having me. Andrew Adams is based in Capital News, Illinois' Chicago Bureau. You can find all of his reporting and all of the rest of our reporting at CapitalNewsIllinois.com. Thanks for listening to Capital Cast. I'm Jennifer Fuller. Capital News Illinois is a nonprofit, nonpartisan news service covering Illinois government. Major funding is provided by the Illinois Press Foundation and the Robert R. McCormick Foundation. Additional support comes from the Illinois Broadcasters Foundation and the Southern Illinois Editorial Association. Thank you.